Good afternoon. It is January 3rd, 2022. It's a new year, new podcast. Same guys. Little column A, little column B. Hosted by Will Levinos, co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What's going on, Will? Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, I got an odd story for you right off the bat. The NHL Winter Classic, it's the outdoor event they do uh, every year. Well, there's a little bit of an issue. It's going to be so cold that this weekend they're gonna have to heat up the ice heat to make up it work. The ice, wow. heat up the ice. Yeah, the uh, they're expected. It's in uh, Minneapolis. Uh, temperature's supposed to be uh, minus two degrees with a wind chill factor of about minus twenty. And so they're gonna need to warm it up to make it uh, make it all work. And it's quite the oxymoron. Uh, but we don't talk a lot about hockey, so I figured. A little, little, little bit of hockey talk in there just to, you know, round us out a little bit. You know, it's, it's a new year. We'll see. Do you know what the optimal temp is? Like, how much do they heat, need to heat it up? Like, like a zero, like, fair game? or? So, the issue, it's not the actual ice. Uh, it has to do with the technology created and the apparatus that normally you have to cool down the ice. And so, they've built this sort of contraption. So, if you're playing in somewhere where it's not, super duper cold and say it's 40 or 50 degrees that the ice won't all melt but the issue is is that if it is too cold it will warm up the ice and will melt it (laughs) so it's a real weird uh mechanical issue uh i'm probably not describing it great but reading through it i don't think uh i don't think us regular people i think you have to be a scientist to really understand how it works (laughs) yeah so breaking bad just just go watch that that'll help uh yeah all right, we're going to move on from hockey. I, I was not expecting that. I, I really don't have any way to transition other than like another sport that's also played in the winter inside. Basketball is still happening. We, we have a lot of things to look forward to right now. We have a probable appearance from Kyrie Irving expected to happen this Wednesday after announcing that he was going to be back and playing in whatever cities he's, I suppose, eligible to play. It feels like college almost now where he's like, what's his eligibility for this area? Uh it's happening. Uh, he's he's expected to play after being in COVID and the protocol or whatever you want to define it as now. And I, I guess I guess it's happening. I I, I kind of won't believe it until I see it. I, am I crazy to think that, or is this really going to happen? It seems like it's really going to happen. Wednesday's only two days away, so I don't know why this would leak out if it wasn't going to happen. Uh, I'm not really sure what could happen that would make it so he wouldn't play. I imagine he's got to be in basketball shape. Like there's, there's been no injury. I don't think there could be any, any sort of setback. So I, I, I think I expect him, expect him to play. Will you be tuning in specifically to see him play? No, I'm, I'm much more fascinated in the long-term effect of this, of having a guy that isn't going to be on your team every night. Like that still blows my mind that they're going to be okay with this. It, it, it's like, yeah, he's only going to play on these games. And the other ones, what do we do? Well, we just figure it out. We just go back to where the way we were playing without him. It, it seems crazy to me to have a consistency like that. Like it's it's almost like he's injured, but he's not injured. But isn't that kind of what every team is dealing with right now? The, no, no team has all of their guys, and no team has had all of their guys or will have all of their guys for. It sure seems like a while now. So I think at the beginning of the year, I think we were, we were both in the the camp of well, like how is this going to work. Like, how do you only play part of the games? But right now, that's pretty much what's happening. Uh, I I can't remember the exact number. I think it was in, in the 500s. It was the most amount of players that had played, had made an appearance in an NBA game uh, in, in a season ever. And it's barely, in, it happened in December. Uh, we, we've already gone past that. So Kyrie Irving will be... 500 and whatever or maybe he'll be the 600th to make an, an appearance so we're, we're already we're already past that so i think we're just in very strange times and just have to overlook the well this is going to be weird because the whole the whole covid nba situation is just weird it's it's crazy to me that this is okay confirmed like this, you're you're pointing this out as a positive it's like yeah we'll have a guy that we generally don't have we've had so many guys up and down and all of this 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 strategy, this attempt that Kyrie Irving is about to do, only looks good in a COVID era. There's no other era where this is like acceptable. 
Like, what other point well, if in time? It if it wasn't COVID, then this wouldn't be an issue at all. <laughs> That's true, but... Right? It all keeps looping right back to stupid COVID. But you do have some control over here is what I'm saying, and he's... Yeah, I don't. I can't believe it's happening. I I still expect some other thing to happen. I I I think they're gonna trade him. I I, I think they're gonna trade him. He's got to play though for that to happen. That he definitely has to play. But I, I I don't know though because I I could see in a vacuum or maybe if he was he was younger. Like okay, what is the the best possible efficient scenario in this? But kind of part of this whole Brooklyn thing was. We, we're going to hit him, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant getting together and saying, we want to play together. We want to play in a big market together. Should we go play for the Knicks? They talked to uh, DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan said, yo, it is an absolute mess over there. Do not go over there. So they've kind of come together. So if you just come out and trade Kyrie, does Kevin Durant get upset about that? And now you've got problems there. Or does it just in general create problems of getting future star free agents? I'm imagining the value of Kyrie Irving is you're trading for a guy that might be able to play at home for you, which may come in handy when you have to play home games in the playoffs, especially a team that's likely to have home court advantage. Like, how is that going to work? Which is like, you're going to play most. That'll be in uh, April and maybe things, maybe COVID will be different in April. No, no, that's that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. yeah, All right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe they will be, but maybe we should, plan for the way that things are right now rather than hope that they won't be the same way like why there's 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 like a practice and a strategy of, of that every other team is following right now and they're like yo we're just gonna do it this way and hope that eventually it'll work because this season isn't that important to us it, it has to be important to you it's a mess for everyone else you have an opportunity to actually win a championship here and they're gonna let a guy just come in and come and go whenever and then he's not gonna play home games it's i i don't know how many other teams he's not allowed to or cities he's not allowed to participate in or how many practices he's going to miss because he can't go there for whatever reasons and it, it just seems crazy to me that he's going to get paid to do all of this too that, like that's when you're when you're a superstar you get uh, superstar treatment well the actual superstar is going to be returning later i'm much more excited to see him play and that is clay thompson i had an estimated time that he would be playing on the christmas game Sadly disappointed, but it looks like we're finally here. I still think we're ahead of schedule. I'm not sure what your predictions were, but it's happening. He's going to be back too, and the Warriors are still really good, and he's allegedly going to be really good again. How how excited are you for this team? Uh, definitely excited. Just across across the board, and then I was going to bring up to you of, all right, so Kyrie's coming back. Clay's coming back. Can we make this a trifecta? Can we get uh, Ben Simmons back? I am pro getting really good players, uh, really good basketball players playing basketball and not just being headlines and possible trade rumors. No, I would like to see them put the, you know, the the orange thing in the, in the hoop. That's the fun part of this. So anytime uh, a star is coming back and I put Clay in that star category, I'm excited to see him come back. They've been saying for a while that he will not be coming back until he is 100%. So Sunday's a little farther away. That's a week away. And they're just saying optimism. So even if it, you know, is two weeks away, that's still not that far away and could definitely be a, be a real uh, asset to, uh, to that team. Uh, you know, assuming he can, you know, come back and be even partial of what he was before. I just think uh, a guy like clay, just the threat of him shooting. It's not like he's got to take you off the dribble. Even if he just stands in the corner, and you know, before it was better than that, but right now, if he just stands in the corner, but you have to be super fearful of him, and someone has to stand right next to him, now you're playing four on four, and I still think that the Warriors are going to be able to uh, take advantage of that. I think the way the Warriors play basketball as well, it's going to be easy for Clay to just come back and fit in. He's he doesn't require that much. I'd say he's a pretty he's a pretty low maintenance guy. You know, if you feed him, he gives you threes. It's 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 pretty simple. He's not going to get in the way of anyone else. He's not going to take the ball away from anyone else. He's just going to stretch the floor even more and be a constant concern for the defense. He's just going to make life easier on everyone. I- I'm excited. Yeah, for him. And, just, and, and it's I, not like he's coming back to a team that is like close and, you know, maybe something good can happen here. No, he's going back to the Golden State Warriors. They are number one in the West. They have the best record in the league, the best point differential. And now they're going to add this guy. 
Like he doesn't have to come in and be the guy. He doesn't even have to come in and be Clay Thompson. He just has to come in and just be okay at first. My, just ease way into it. And I think that they're going to take their time with him. Uh, Co- Coach Kerr said they're for sure starting him. They're not going to do any sort of BS of, uh, I guess we'll like bring him off the bench. Like, no, he's a starter. He's going to be starting the games. My favorite part about this whole story is this is almost a team that's more or less coming close to dominating the season thus far. That is midseason asset is going to be Clay Thompson without any trade. Like they just add him right onto the team. Like yeah, that. they don't lose anybody. Meanwhile, every no, other no, team, no present ac- assets, no future assets. Meanwhile, every other team, specifically the Lakers, is going to be looming every other trade rumor you can find to make some sort of big splash and attempt to find something to add like this. There's nothing you could add out there that will be as helpful as Clay Thompson coming back to the Warriors. So I, I really am curious to see what other teams are going to try to combat this with because. You really, there's not out there. There's not a guy out there that you're going to trade that's going to make the impact that Clay's going to make on the Warriors here. There's just not a guy out there. So for me, that's the more interesting thing to see what the next chess moves are going to be in attempt to try and fight this and actually compete with it. So I'm not saying there's any rumors to report right now, but I just know the Lakers for sure are going to do something. They're not going to just throw away this whole year and just say, this is what we wanted. We're going to live through it, and this is what it's going to be. Now, they'll, they'll blow this whole thing up overnight if they have to. And I, I'm getting to the point where I think that's what they're going to do. I don't know where it gets them, but we'll see. They're going to do some change. Do you Who think would you like to see them uh, acquire? The Lakers? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see them acquire anybody. I just know they're going to. Would they not? Like, that's the most oh, I guess, easy prediction I guess I should, you I, I should ask that. I should ask, like, the, the reverse. Like, who are you most afraid of the Lakers uh, acquiring? Uh, I, I think – I just don't know how, how you pull it all off, but uh, they've made a trade with the Wizards before. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would be – I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a guy there. I mean, I think even if you throw Ben Simmons there and they get him for nothing, which – could could possibly happen. I, I don't know why they would do it. I just don't see that guy being the fit that they're missing. Like they needed, they need somebody. They need a Clay Thompson. They need somebody who could shoot. They need somebody who can actually play defense. I guess Simmons could do that, but I don't know. I, the team's so so funny right now with the way they have old guys constructed and some young guys that don't play quite as much. It, it's a weird, it's a weird roster, and I don't know what you give up. I don't know if you give up old guys in, in hope of getting young guys back, or if you just start playing younger guys more. Whether it's the, the Horton Tucker or the Monks, those those type of guys, so I, I'm not sure what the, what the the proper trade is for out there, but it's gonna happen. Don't don't you really are doubting this? Like I, I it's going to happen. We're gonna wake up on the podcast one of these days and be like, oh, there's the Lakers trade, <laughs> there's the there's the whatever the Russell Westbrook trade was whatever months ago. They just they're just gonna continually do that. So. I just don't know if there's a big big move to be made. There never is. Every time. I mean, go back and look at all the big Laker trades. Like, what, what did they give up to get Pau Gasol? Nothing. They gave up Marc Gasol, who was nobody at the time. <laughs> like, that's, that, that was, I guess that somewhat worked out for Memphis, but I, I think back to every single one of these trades that the Lakers have made. It's like, what did they ever actually give up? Like, when did they ever get burned on any of this? It was always worth it. It's always it's always a concern, but I was wondering if you had any more, uh, any, any specifics on it, but it sounds like Sounds like it's just a general fear, which is fair. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Or they'll be the guys that sign the G League guy that becomes an All Star next year. It is like the comeback player of the year. Who knows? It could. I don't think it's going to be Joe Johnson, but but maybe it will. You, you saw Joe Johnson in person. How how do he look? Is he even on the roster anymore? I don't think he's on the roster anymore. I really haven't seen many guys. I don't, I don't think I've seen any guys that have gotten. Uh, second day second 10 day deals outside of uh isaiah thomas maybe i'm just not like real focused on it but i really think it would it would would come up where isaiah went from the lakers and then signed with dallas but it pretty much seems like everybody else they come in because there's covid problems and then the guy that was on covid comes back and then they go on their way but it was really cool uh first time going to uh celtics game since uh getting to see uh, Taco Falls home debut, which was cool because this time around, because of all the COVID injuries, uh, Taco Falls started. So we didn't need to do a, a we want taco chant this time. We got to do a, we want Joe Johnson chant. And since we, uh, we blew him out pretty much the whole game. It's just always fun that there's no, 
concerned about the win. It's just, nope, we can have total fun and be chanting for, uh, you know, a guy that <laughs> hasn't played in the NBA. And <laughs> it's been closer to his uh, three-on-three uh playing days than his NBA days. And it was definitely a, definitely a fun, fun trip. He still got it. I saw Joe forever. He, he, he give him, give him the ball. If he can't play a whole game, he's probably can't play any defense, but I think in a half court, some guys are just always going to be a threat. I think some guys just know how to put the ball in the hoop. It, it looks a little more challenging now than it's ever looked for him before. I think that's the nicest way I could put that, but it's weird seeing guys like this just pop up for these games and on these rosters and, and these scenarios. Like, <laughs> Like imagine you're somebody on Cleveland, and you're like, hey, we're going to face the Celtics tonight. And then, like, an hour before the game, you find out, yeah, we're playing against Joe Johnson tonight. Like, he wasn't even on the roster, like, an hour ago. <laughs> like, that has to be weird, too. Just, just yeah, all all of these guys. And just, just, just the range of basically brand-new guys that you have never played in the NBA, have played in the G League, or you got someone like Joe Johnson that had, had many successful you know, all-star years and coming in and – it's gotta be. It's gotta be so weird to just, not even just NBA wise, but just imagine you're at work, and then there's two new guys, and they're working with you for a week, and then there's another guy that comes in. It just, hey, what's your name? Like, what, what are you into? Like, what are you good at at work? It's just gotta be so weird. Such an adjustment. Uh, it's. I'm sure there's. Yeah. It, it's it's, almost, it's not even like uh, it's starting to feel a little bit like they're, they're like, barely like a, there, and it's just okay. Yeah, we need uh, an emergency guy. Like you sit on the bench, and you know you're just excited to be there. It's like, no man, like we need you to for 15 minutes. You got to get out there. Yeah, you, you get it. Get some shots up today. Somebody's yeah. gonna shoot the ball. Yeah. <laughs> we we're looking for someone. You got the green light tonight. Let's see what you got. Uh, speaking of the green light, uh, the Chicago Bulls are in first place in the East. And that is following after two back-to-back buzzer beaters by DeMar DeRozan, who, I, I mean, how old is DeMar? Like, at some point, does he get old? Is it, he's been around for a while, right? I'm not crazy to think that. And I also think that I thought his better years were behind him, but he seems to be just in his comfortable veteran zone right now where, I, I dare I say a possible MVP candidate? Like, is that too much of, like, a ESPN headline of me saying that at this point? Or is that, like, a legitimate thought? I think it's going to be uh, definitely definitely a goofy year for MVP with the amount of guys that have played and that, that haven't played. But he, he's 32. He's been on a, on a few teams. I'm definitely surprised by the, uh, the, the Bulls. But maybe what I'm a little more surprised about is his two back-to-back game winners, which I would like to see some things on when there's been back-to-back game winners by the same guy. Uh, his He only attempts 2.2 three-pointers a game. And the, the two buzzer beaters were both three-pointers. Yeah, what was the score? They were down two in, in, in both of them, right? They were down two in both of them. And he <laughs> so it's not like Curry hit a three or Dame Lillard hit a three. Okay, yeah, that's his thing. It's like, no, DeMar DeRozan, who else, what other guy, what other shooting guard in the NBA is taking less than three three-pointers a game? That's going to be a short list if there's even anybody on it besides besides DeMar. Is is that the, the secret to everything, though, that where he, he, doesn't, uh, <laughs> he doesn't shoot any threes all game so that he kind of keeps it in his back pocket when they're down two at the end? They're not, they're not going to see it coming. He hasn't done this all game. Neither one was he open. No, neither of them are great like either. They're super, both super tough shots. And kind of lazy attempts as well, where you're just, I'm just going to heave it. I'm going to do this little sidestep and hope that it goes in. But he, now that he's done it back to back, maybe he's not as uncomfortable as he looks in that shot. He, he somehow, they're, they're like little Dirk Nowitzki, like post-up things. So, but at, at the three-point line, kind of, you know, where he's got like his knee up. Yeah, it was goofy. But anyways, so the Bulls are in first right now. I think I I called I was all in on Chicago at the beginning of the year. Can I cash in? You some were credit? all in and I was all out. So that is not looking good for me. All right. Well, I seven got, wins in a row. I, I feel like I at least I got something right here. All right. I, I'm getting burned by Kyrie returning right now. I, I standing strong with Ben Simmons. I thought Clay for sure was gonna play by Christmas, but I understand why he didn't. I just I didn't think they were going to be able to hold him back. I didn't think they'd be this good. I thought they were going to be like, dude, we're in rough shape right now. Clay needs to be back like immediately. And then 
I thought there was some like sense of having optimism of him coming back sooner because the team was so good and that they could play him at limited minutes. They could play him ten minutes for three weeks and and just sort of slowly like loop him in. But you know, I, I it, the Chicago's legit. I, I I called it, man. I thought that was pretty good. The Demar signing still seems like a wild contract. I don't know how that plays out in some of the later years, but this year, I think it's safe to say that was a worth it deal so far. Yeah, I thought defense was going to be going to be a problem, but somehow they got it they got it dialed in right now. Yeah. Well, I think that's enough basketball talk for the day. There was football. There is some fantasy football playoff updates. I don't have any seeing how my season is completely collapsed and ended and sadly ended weeks ago. And Zach's is now over or what do we do? Are we hoping for something else tonight? So I just want to make sure that it was updated because way back at the beginning of the year, you surprised me with like some really in-depth fantasy advice and I was not prepared for it. So I didn't really have uh, my best, uh, my best suggestions, but I tried to get it together. And, but somehow I don't know how I managed. Uh, I got two 500 teams to the finals uh, in the main league, the one that I'm in with you, it, uh, it ended last night, unfortunately. A uh, Going to be a 153 to 142 defeat. Uh, I usually think in that league, if I can get to 150, that's a, like, a respectable score. So, you know, a couple of things could have gone my way. Uh, I lost uh, Kirk Cousins, which was unfortunate. Of course, I lost uh, Christian McCaffrey like pretty much for the whole year. So just to make it to the finals was uh, was pretty good. But it, it, it it was better for it to be this way than to have one of those where it's like you only score, you know, barely over a hundred and the other guy scores like barely one twenty. It's like, Oh man, I should, I should be able to do better than that. But then in the, uh, there's a dynasty league that I'm in that we'll see. He's got the, uh, the tight end going tonight. So anything could happen, but look pretty good there. And then uh, next week I will be playing in the finals of my family league. So I'll be in the finals in three out of my four leagues. So Maybe people should listen to my fantasy advice next year instead of your fantasy You didn't advice. give any advice, though. You can't just give advice saying, like, the number one projected guy is probably going to be really good this year. That that doesn't help well, anybody. Well, that was even wrong. Everybody so knows maybe that. Maybe they shouldn't listen to either of us. I, I think my advice was solid. I just I wasn't able to execute it. If you had Jonathan Taylor this year, you were you were fine. I, I think that was a solid one. That was a good one. I don't think anyone – did you laughed at that one, I feel like, when I said that. I think I said – We'll have to check the tape. I don't remember. Oh, I'll bring it back. All right. I, I, we all have no problem finding your segment on it. It'll be like, yeah, Christian McCaffrey's <laughs> number one. Yeah. Anything else, Zach? It's like, did you read anything other than the cover of the article? Can we just, can we get into the meat and bones of something here? Can you just give me something. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. He's, he's going to be the number one running back. It's like, uh, I think uh, if I remember correctly, there was no pregame uh, prep that there was going to be a whole fantasy segment. I thought we were going to talk about fantasy, like, I likes and uh, what we like about fantasy football, not specific fantasy advice. But I'll be better. I'll be better next year. You know what the reality is, guys? He just doesn't want to share it with me or any of you. That's really what it is. He doesn't want to <laughs> share any of it with you. He's a terrible podcast host. I don't know why he has a podcast with this many secrets. It shouldn't be allowed. We're going to have to get some more out of him next year. But anyways, congratulations <laughs> on a fantastic year. You're still going to want to listen to my advice next year because you're not going to get any from him. So Either don't listen to the podcast or live with that. That's it's kind of going to be the reality <laughs> of this going forward. Um, that being said, I do have uh, some bittersweet fantasy numbers to give you right now, and that is, had I made it to the championship or had I just made it past the first round of the playoffs, which I was in in two leagues, I would have won the championship in both of them easily with the past two weeks of having Jamar Chase, Higgins, and Joe Burrow in on both of those leagues, I would have easily stomped anybody in my way. They each had 50 points, I think, each game, or each 40-something each week. Like It was crazy, crazy numbers. So, I, you know what? Say what you want about my team. I, I didn't get blown out either of those weeks either. I was a competitive matchup. I think I put up 115, 120 in, in roughly both of them, and I lost by like 6-1, and one, and the other one I got smacked around. They had a big week. But... Those guys, the last couple of weeks, have been crazy. I, I don't know what to buy in, in Cincinnati over there, but Jamar Chase is really good. That, that that cutback move we saw him on yesterday, like just to bounce back through like four defenders like that, just change direction, bang, gone. That's that's fast. That, that's a new speed. That's that's a guy who's slowly figuring out how how he's going to dominate the league going forward. And 
I had him on my fantasy team, and it just didn't work out. It's crazy. It's it's you know it's nothing to get upset about. It's a random game. It's, something that didn't go your way in fantasy is not anything to be upset about. It rarely ever does. But your thoughts on some Bengals there? All right, I'm trying to defend myself a little bit here. I, th- I think you should be more upset. They let you down, and then just it's even worse now. Because if they hadn't let you down, then. You, like you said, you would have won the championship. Would have won by a bunch. Because, who boy, did he? Uh, did some points get put up? He, uh, Jamar Chase, set set multiple records. Uh, <laughs> let me see how many I, I can get through before you, uh, you know, just say, okay, I think we got the uh, the idea. Uh, rookie record for receiving yards in a game at two sixty six. Uh, Rookie record for yards per season uh, at 1,429. And really glad that he got it this week because next week is the first year we're doing 17 weeks. So I can easily see an argument about like, well, yeah, he holds the record, but there was an extra game. Uh, He has the second most rookie or yeah, second most rookie uh, touchdowns behind Randy Moss. He has 13. Randy Moss had 17 and 98. So that's a, that's a big jump. Uh, set the record for most receiving yards in a game in Bengals history. Became the first receiver with multiple games with 200 yards in a season since 2013. Uh, and then I think I heard on the broadcast that I, I don't know if it was yard. It must, it must have been touchdowns. Like most touchdowns between a quarterback and a wide receiver that went to the same college. So that's a little more of an arcane one. But man, talk about a season and a day. It's I I, I don't think he quite has the. Uh, uh, offensive rookie of the year locked up, but uh, he's he's awfully close. Mac Jones is really the only one uh, in contention right now. I wouldn't be upset if it went to either of them, but I, if you ask me, like which guy I'd want to have for the next five years, I, I'm happy with Mac Jones. So don't, don't get me wrong. All right, this might be spiteful later on, but uh, I, I think Jamar Chase looks like the best best like player rookie wise like he he looks like a one of one like you're not going to find another guy that's going to be able to do this kind of stuff so i i feel like it's it's a safe bet for him would you like me to tell you his numbers a couple weeks ago when i lost you you want to hear these sure. numbers yeah these are terrible yes oh, I yes even... i would oh, what was that 15 that's two weeks ago was that yeah that sounds right uh let's see burrow had a solid uh 15 points oh yeah that, that's 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 nice uh i think he had even less in the other league here And let's see, uh, Chase had 1.3, and let's see, Higgins had, what did Higgins have? I think he had seven. Yeah, not not a, not a good showing, not not a great day. Not a good time to give me 15 points when you're averaging 40 over the last two. That, that's, uh, it's just, you know, it, it stings. Uh, I'll, I'll get through it, though. <laughs> just think how happy you would have been if you had won the championship and then you were able to virtually kind of have a victory cigar with Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been virtually for sure. Uh, not, not trying to get him in trouble here. <laughs> been doing a lot of traveling. Uh, you know what though? Well, as, as bizarre, doing a lot of traveling as bizarre as, as, uh, the fantasy football season has been the most bizarre thing was still the Antonio Brown story of yesterday, which I generally oh, don't boy. like talking about these stories, but how can we not talk about this? This is it's so weird. It's man. so crazy. It's it's like a high school story that has happened in front of our eyes on national television. It's it's so crazy, and it's not even surprising either. I think everyone's like, "Yeah, all right." He, like I told you when he when he did it, like he's done. That's it. There's no way he's ever gonna play for anyone ever again. You can't do this, even at home. I don't think he, I still think he would have been in the same amount of trouble. It's just you're on the road. It seems even more wrong. It's just embarrassing. I think like Brady. just just on the just just the logistics, like you said, it, it was on the road. It was in New York, so everyone else is at the game. There's no like ride anywhere, and so do you hang out and then you have to take the team bus to the team plane? That just seems so awkward. So maybe maybe we, maybe we uh, should should explain if anyone has not heard this uh, this news. It was. Was it the third quarter? It was the it was the middle of the game. Uh, Antonio Brown. There, there's a video. He is on the sideline. Mike Evans is. You can tell is talking to him. And then Mike Evans walks away. It just clear of like, all right, I've said my piece. You were just not going to listen to me. Antonio Brown 
takes his takes his shoulder pads off, uh, takes his shirt off, throws the shirt, throws the gloves into the stands, hypes the crowd up in the uh, in the end zone, and is just out out the tunnel. It just leaves. He just gets up and leaves. The game's still going on. It's not even a timeout or anything. They were down. They were losing to the Jets at that point. And and they don't have Godwin. Uh, what Evans is out. Gronk is fifty fifty. There's just a million reasons that they needed him. I, I I know multiple people that were playing in their their crucial fantasy week this this past week with him starting in their in their lineup and. I couldn't imagine just seeing this happen. Like, what if you lost by like five points and he just bounced like that? What if you lost by two points and he well, just it's just a catch? Evans is uh Evans is playing. It's Godwin. Godwin uh, got hurt a couple weeks ago. Well, he's... but your, your point, your point, your point still stands that they are they're missing guys. And Antonio Brown just came back. What was it last week? Yeah, after. <laughs> You know they they shouldn't even brought him back. They wouldn't have brought him back if it wasn't such a desperate thing. Like this is a, this is similar to the Kyrie Irving story. I mean, I don't want to compare them directly. They each have their own issues beyond the sport itself. But there was a reason they didn't want to bring him back is because they thought he'd be difficult to work with. And guess what? He turned out to be very difficult to work with. And there's no reason to be surprised by that. Like I, I if anything, I, I feel like Arians didn't even need to address it at the end there. I I I, I like that he just kind of ended it and that was short and sweet like that. But I think we all knew. Like, do you think he? Do you think he needed to announce that to know that he wasn't going to be playing next week? Like, did we? Like, we all knew that, right? I, I don't think that was reading too much into it. And I mean, pretty much when that video came out, and people were confirming, like, yep, Antonio Brown has left the left the field uh, mid game. Pretty much everyone said, "Well, he's definitely done as a Buccaneer, and there's a good chance that he he's done with football." You know, I don't know exactly who's gonna gonna pick him up at at this point. But you know, news came out after the game. Uh, Arians said in his press conference, "Yeah, he's he's no longer on the on the Buccaneers." Uh, came out today. I think Antonio Brown was saying that he was he was hurt. He had an ankle injury. But then there was something about how the team asked him to go into the game twice, and he refused. And they said, "Well, then get out of here." So uh, I'm sure there's a little bit of uh, he said, she said, but definitely uh, not a good look for Antonio Brown to quit mid game and just. You gotta, you gotta at least, you know, stick stick the game out. And it's that—that's the first time I'm hearing that that story. I knew something like that had to happen, and I'm sure it is a simple misconception as that. But I also imagine somebody told Antonio Brown something at some point in this game that he didn't really agree well with it, and I feel like this just boiled over till eventually it it was this. Right, it had to have been something. You know, I don't think he, I don't think it's quite as simple as that. This has been an ongoing thing that just finally finally happened I, I don't think anyone seemed too surprised by it i mean even uh, Brady's, tampa bay is Brady's uh, so good in the post game he's <laughs> did you watch him handle all this like, no. like, he, like he was almost like supportive to antonio brown as a friend but then like insanely professional about like but we can't have this you know our team has goals and like uh, it's just he's just a master's class yeah and it's not an easy thing about. It's not an easy thing to talk about, especially where I, I think he actually has like a true relationship. I think with him, like I do think they're friends. There's no reason why he would sign with New England the way he signed, and then sign over here the way he signed, and then getting another shot again this year. It just they, there has to be a, a connection there beyond just. I, I think he's super good at football, but it's it's all well, yeah, crazy. Tampa Bay is uh they're they're, they're twelve and four, so they're they're going to the playoffs. So it's not even it's to like walk off. It's just you're, you're not playing in the playoffs. You're, you're not playing for a chance for for a Super Bowl. So yeah, like you said, somebody, somebody must have said something to him, or something was boiling, and he just did. It, he was just done. Crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, they do beat the Jets miraculously. I I think Brady is it just built in his DNA that he can't lose the Jets? Is that like like they try to lose yeah. this game? They really try to. And yet he's like, no, no, it's the Jets. I, I somehow have these magic powers where I, I get a chance it. at the end of every game to just win it like this. Just, just, just watch. Just, just to don't. break your heart again, even though I'm not on the Patriots. Uh, do you remember that it was Antonio Brown that took the video of uh, the Mike Tomlin uh, post game? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Facebook the, the Live, right? He like accidentally. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah, right. Accidentally, in quotes. I, I remember that being a Steelers thing. I forgot it was Antonio Brown. And then you start like just going through it. There was like, there was that incident. 
there was the you know weird way that it ended in Pittsburgh, but then he went to uh, went to the Raiders, and didn't he go to training camp in a hot air balloon? And then well, there was there was the there helmet was the issue. Thing. The helmet and then there thing? was the, the helmet of he wanted to wear his helmet. And that's right when I mean, I think Brady was in a similar spot of then it was like, we want to we're going in the more safe direction. He really was like a stickler for it. And it was just like a whole thing. And then, of course, this year you have the uh, fake vaccine card. Just man, just like a whole bunch of just a whole bunch of things just seems to be making life more difficult for himself. You know, it's uh, yeah, man. I I just he's got to fall a little bit farther. I think that's that's the sad part is it's you should learn from any of those things. Like none of those are good things. Like we all screw up. None of us are perfect. I I, I get that, but you should. I I just would hope that if I was in a situation like this, I wouldn't be, keep making these similar silly mistakes that are very very avoidable. I mean, it's it's fine to be. In he's a he's he's thirty three now. There's still the uh, I think there's still the civil case that's kind of out there. Do you think anyone uh anyone picks him up? I noticed that the I saw just before the podcast that the Buccaneers have not released him yet. It sounded like they were talking with the NFL on next steps. So I don't really know what that means. I'm thinking maybe it has to do with uh punishment for leaving leaving the game early uh but oh, they just yeah, like think any, anyone it sounds like this season's over but next year do you think anyone picks him up in training camp zero chance zero maybe he's an add-on by week eight where we just don't have guys and we'll just rent him out for the day and maybe he, it's gonna be like a 10 day where he essentially plays one game like whatever the nba equivalent of that is i could i could see that or or you'll see him working out in preseason with for a team, but he's not going to actually get signed. I, okay. I think I think that's the only Antonio Brown storyline you'll hear sports-related. I, I guess on the other side, so you think he still would like to play football in the future, though? Yeah, I think he'll – yeah, I do. I do. I, he's really good at it. It'd be crazy to not do this, but he's it's over. now. Now it doesn't matter how much he wants it. There's no way. It's just not worth it. There, there's there's so many other receivers. I mean, think of in the fantasy draft right now. I know it's a fantasy draft, but what's the one position there's just an overpowering amount of? There's always plenty of receivers out there. There's always good receivers coming in. Like, would you rather take your chance of dealing with this, or would you rather like trying to get like a Jamar Chase? Like, you're trying to get a Jamar Chase. You're not trying to get this anymore. It, it's it's over. It's it's too much. It it doesn't. The value isn't there. It's too risky. <laughs> The amount of humiliating thing, the amount of ways he could make your franchise embarrass your franchise, and has already embarrassed franchises in the past. Like, why would you ever risk that? Like, you're just putting blemishes on yourself. It's not going to work. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think that's the last of Antonio Brown. We will hear plenty of stuff from him. For like I said, I think sports-wise, it'll only be like maybe he tried out for a team, or maybe he shows mm -hmm. up for like one week here or there. But I, I really think he's he's not going to be on a team next year or ever again. Okay. Yeah, it's over. It's sad, man. He was a really hell of a player. I want some. I want some fantasy yeah, championships. Yeah, I'm a Steelers. I, I want. I definitely want some fantasy championships with him. He was. He was the best receiver in football for a while there, and an incredible route. Oh runner. yeah, definitely. It's uh. It's just weird that <laughs> I feel like he's taking himself out of the game. It's not really entirely like physical. Like that's crazy. That is, it's not like his knees shot or like his feet don't work anymore or just yeah or he's out of shape when he, yeah. when he popped his shirt off it was like oh man he's got an eight pack he's just absolutely shredded <laughs> doing doing just fine uh all right we we did talk some uh some we talked some football let's talk some college football i i really didn't watch too much it looks like we got one decent game out of the the two semis and we're now getting the rematch that is is anybody shocked by this? Like, is this was this expected? Did we do we need to play the first games? Do we like that? Is, is this working? Uh, the, these two are definitely uh, definitely the favorites. Uh, really, neither game was was particularly good. Uh, Alabama, Cincinnati, Cincinnati made it closer a little bit longer than uh, Michigan did with Georgia, but both of them were pretty much blowouts. It's kind of the the argument every year that these games aren't aren't good they're blowouts but i think one of the the issue is is it's just so few games where with march madness they're definitely a whole bunch of duds but there's so many games going on so i think that just helps with the 
well, why don't we expand the uh, the playoffs some more? And then there's going to be more games. And I think that'll kind of help with, yeah, these games are just all blowouts and they're boring. But there were there were other games that day, and you could have you didn't have to just just be watching watching that. But it'll, it's interesting that it's just a rematch of the SEC championship game, which Alabama won, and just kind of Alabama in a down year is still poised to be right in the situation that they're going to win another national championship. They're very good at what they do. I don't think anyone should be shocked by that. It's, it's just a very well-run program with a lot of awesome recruiting and a coach that I, it just knows how to he knows how to win those type of games, and those are the most important type of games. So shout out to anyone else who thinks they can compete with that. But you, you got your job cut out for you because Alabama's still there. They're they're getting the job done. And yeah, look out. Yeah, do we like that we put in the, the the underdog this year though? That it wasn't one of the typical four teams, five teams, whatever six teams that we uh, we we added. Uh, oh man, who a non it? a non power five school. Yeah, I, I was fine with that. And it's like you're going up against Alabama. Exactly, it, you, you could be a power five school. It's just it, it, it's Alabama. It, it's it's you're you're up against it. I, I think it, it's it's nice that way. Going forward, it's not just a uh, oh well. This is only the big guys, and it's never, never uh, a non-power five school. And you kind of point to well, it's not like they're just going to come in here and there's going to be some sort of George Mason miracle run. Well, do you have any predictions then? I, I think I've pretty much formed my opinion on what I think is going to happen. Are you anticipating? At least I'm hoping a close for game? A, for for a Georgia Georgia revenge uh, upset. Yeah, are you anticipating a close game though? Uh, I hope so. That'll be a lot more fun. I feel like the, the the championships have been a lot closer than the semifinals have been. And that is what is that tomorrow night? No, that's uh next Monday. Next week Monday. from today. All right. Well, well, well yeah, it's always a little goofy where they, uh, you know, try to play it around New Year's and then the championships always on on Monday night. Well, we'll wait and see. We'll be talking about that before the podcast, I guess. Uh, we'll, we'll have to take a couple weeks before we. Get to talk about the the big blowout that Alabama's got, you know, serving up soon. Uh, I think they're going to win by a lot. I think Alabama's going to kill them. Like, well, you're the uh, you're the college football expert, so we'll see. Yeah, I did a lot of did a lot of research. <laughs> it uh, it it's, it turns out uh, you know, if you pick the Christian McCaffrey uh, route every time for your podcast, it's uh, it's generally just good advice, and you win uh, in fantasy all the time. So that that's kind of what I'm doing right now. It's just you know, hey, Alabama's really good at football. I don't know if you knew that. They're uh, they're they got a good I, program. I like it. <laughs> I like it. That's how you do. Do you want to be on the winner side or the loser side? You know. Yeah, I, I don't want to be on any side. I just, I just want to be. On, I just want to do a podcast where there's there's no college. There's no college sports. <laughs> is uh, do we got a college basketball update on anything right now? I hear the ACC is still weak. I, that is the only fact I'm holding on to this this whole year. Well, we don't really know. <laughs> uh, since we since we last talked, it has just been brutal with with COVID. Uh, where with the NBA, you're able to sign replacement players, but with Football and football, it's just at bowl time, so there's not nearly as many games. But with basketball, it has just been a mess of this game's canceled, this game's canceled, this game's postponed, postponed, postponed. Uh, the last two Duke games have been postponed, and then they're saying Duke's going to play tomorrow, 9 o'clock, uh, Georgia Tech. But then I also saw, yeah, they, uh, they're they going to practice all together for the first time today. I was like, well, Georgia Tech isn't great, but – we we get one practice together before uh before a game uh, you know this is college it's a little different than the nba nba you know you're professionals you know what you're doing you figure it out there's 82 games but for college it, it, it's very different so hoping that that uh well first i'm just hoping that the game happens because it's been a weird lull where it's just like there should be there should be college basketball on but there's just not and uh i just I just want I'm hoping that this is just a wave of COVID and people are uh, either getting the Omicron and, you know, not getting really sick and we're moving past it. And then you have the, have the antibodies and just however you're, you're protected and we're good. And it's, this isn't a, okay, there's the first wave and now there's another one and another one. It's just, okay, we had to deal with this in December and January, but February and March are safe. That's what I want. February and March to be, to be safe. I don't think it'll be safe. We're going to have some storylines similar to this, but I 
I like that they're just saying we're we're going through with this. We're not we're not canceling it. It is what it is. It's going to be a wild year. I'm predicting. Yeah, they said the plan right now is, or I guess the plan right now is to not do a bubble situation like they did last year to do the, the different sites uh, and that they are looking into whether there will be standby teams or not. Wow. Standby teams. Do you imagine that? You get, is that like a second chance team? Like are we doing this in the second round? Like uh, this team can't show up. You lost in the first round. You're back in. I got to imagine they're doing it the same way they did it last year where it was uh, leading up to the day after selection Sunday. But it could, it could be different this year. I don't know. And I think no one really knows because two months ago, I think we were all thinking, oh, we're pretty much out of the woods on, on COVID, you know, maybe it'll be, might be a little pop, but we're, we're probably fine. And so I don't know how we plan right now, what it's going to look like in two months. Is it going to be a, uh, some sort of dystopian, uh, terrible wasteland, or is it going to be, oh yeah, remember in, uh, you know, Christmas when it was terrible and now it was like not a big deal at all. I'm expecting a number one seed not making it to the second day. Uh, I think that's going to happen. I just think it's going to be you sloppy. You think a 16 is going to win? I, I think so. Yeah. It's happened before. Is Virginia good this year? Can they do it again? It's got to be a team like that. I just well, really Virginia's not going to be Virginia's not going to be a one seed. Maybe they'll be the 16 seed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Then wouldn't that be ironic? That's the storyline. That's the that's the power ACC story you're looking for right now. Is that our 16 seed is going to be the one seed? It's it's going to yeah, add look value. out. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be a while. It's going to be fun to watch this year because I think there's going to be closer games of just bench guys. It's going to be extra sloppy. It's. <laughs> It's it's gonna be tight. It's, you never know who's gonna be in and who's gonna be out, or what teams are even good or what teams are even bad. I mean, we haven't seen anybody play anybody, and even if you did play them, one of you was at wasn't at full strength, if not both of you. Like, there's no there's no scale right now of judging. Like, all right, so we these uh, guys we've, have these. We've seen we've we've seen some 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 good games, and I would say majority at a at, at full strength, but those were like a month ago. So more recently. Uh, you know, we're getting the conference play and I know the SEC and the ACC came up with rules saying if you have seven guys and at least one coach, you have to play. So that will be interesting going forward. But I, I just don't know. How do you like, how do you track that? Like if you're the coach and your three star guys have COVID or you've been exposed to COVID, how do you like, go out there with your walk-ons like don't you just tell the walk-ons yeah hang out with the star play oh look at that everybody's got covid can't play (laughs) maybe uh how do you yeah we're we're, we're gonna play in two weeks and we'll see what happens i i don't know how it's all gonna play out there's they're not gonna wait though the schedule's the schedule somebody's gotta show up roll out what you got let's let's see let's see how it all goes i'm really only bringing all this up because we make a bet every year between us for March Madness. This is going to be the we're going to have the least control of this uh, that we've ever had before, and we didn't have nearly any control to begin with here. I just this, this seems like the most random, and I say that every year, but I have even less sense of, of who's good and who's not good for a variety of reasons. But I, I we need a bet consequence. It's got to be a good one because this is going to be a truly random one where I, I don't think either of us are going to have much of an advantage. And I know you're watching a lot more than I am, but I don't think it's going to help you. I really don't think it's going to help you. So, but we need a bet consequence. We need a good one. We do have uh, some some leftovers last year to, to throw on that wheel of consequences uh, that will spin. I don't know. We'll probably spin that, oh, I don't know, a month or two. Like we'll, we'll probably have some somewhat of a buildup. I and mean, we're in January now. It's 2022. Yeah. We're here. 2022. <laughs> Look out. This is by far the the hardest intro every year is the the New Year's, the post one, the, the 2022, the new year, the 2021, the, the 2020. Every time, it's the first time you really get to announce it and say it. Uh, I, I feel like you used to write it in school a little bit more. That would like ingrain it in you a little bit, but I, I don't do that anymore. So it's really on the podcast where I got to look at the date like that now. And uh, it went, 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 It's a lot of similar uh, syllables as well. It's a little bit of a tongue twister. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. But I hope it's a great year. I hope everyone had a good new year. I'm excited for this year. We're going to be uh, making some changes. Lots of changes to the podcast. We're, we're, we're making some moves. But nothing I can announce so far. But 
I will say, if you do have uh, a bet consequence, you think that'll fit. Uh, if you've seen of our previous ones and you think it'll uh, be a similar punishment along the lines of something like that, uh, please let us know. You can reach us out on our Facebook page, Little of Column A, Little of Column B, or you can reach Zach on his Twitter, which is Wicked Z Man Twenty Four. Yeah, and uh, I think there's an Instagram on there, but I, I I'm not checking it. So uh, sorry if you are reaching us out, uh, reaching out on that one, but. Yeah, make sure you listen to us on all the. We're unavailable on all the platforms as well. So thank you for listening. Uh, you found us somehow, but we're uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Spotify, Podbean, whatever other whatever other Spotify thing, uh, podcast thing you got. It's a uh, little column A, little column B. Um, right on Facebook if you want to listen there. Yeah, I got a, uh, I got, I got a little, little travel tidbits here. Uh, I've been been on the road for a while here. I don't really know if this is the the time or place to be talking about this kind of stuff, but I don't know where else to do this. Uh, I went on a, on a road trip with the dog, right? We're in the car. We're going places. Got to stop places, right? You got a dog. Dog's got to do some business. Man, I can't tell you the disappointment of every single travel and truck stop of just how disgusting it was after nobody picks up their dog poop anywhere. Like, even when I just Ugh. wanted to walk the dog, I, the dog's already done the business. Like, this is purely just we've been in the car for a while. I'm trying to, like, you know, work out the legs. And it's really not a smart thing to be walking the dog up and down in a, a parking lot that's there's clearly cars coming and going all the time. It's not like a stagnant lot. So you, you go to like these little grassy areas and they're terrible. It's it's unbelievable. Like I understand all of these people are probably have no like they don't owe anything to the state, but you owe it to just humanity. Like be a decent human. Pick up the dog crap, man. It's not that hard. There's a lot of the places even had bags there already with garbage. Like it's just there's no excuse. And it drives me insane. I, I didn't step any, but I can tell you in every single stop I made, it wasn't like a I can casually walk through the grass here at all. Like I, I'm constantly You're on red alert. Just red, red alert. alert the whole time. We're looking for all the landmines. They're everywhere. They're hidden. And the other thing is, it's it's not good for the dog. The dog isn't to be sniffing all that and you know doing what. Like I don't want that either. Like just pick up your crap, man. Like it's not hard. It's it's part of getting a dog. If you can't do that, you. You shouldn't have a dog. Yeah, I said it. It, it's, it seems fair. It seems fair. Yeah, that, I had to I had to get that out. I, I don't know if this is the time or place for it, but the, I, nobody disagrees with me. This is your right? platform. This is, this, this is the perfect time. This no, is the, the perfect spot. There's not one person who disagrees with me. You know, We've all done it, too. I, I've, I've forgotten a bag before. We're not perfect, but you're on the road. You, you should be better. And there's already bags there. Just think of someone else. Think you don't want to be stepping that either. Nobody likes stepping in dog crap. Nobody. Nope. Well, I left you about thirty seconds here. If you want to add anything. Well, that's uh. I, I feel like I have less than thirty seconds, or I got more than thirty seconds. Thing. So I'll just say happy New Year again to to everybody. Glad uh glad that we got listeners. You know, tell tell a friend if you think they'd be interested. We're always uh, interested in uh, expanding our, our content. Like Will said, big changes coming this year. So uh, if you got any ideas, definitely uh, let us know. Like I said, we're, we're everywhere. So, yeah, come find us. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Mondays are back. Column A, little column B.